as we enter into this time of worship, let us put away the pressures of the world that ask us to perform, to put on a brave face, to pretend we're on top of things and we're holding it together, to make out we're someone other than who we truly are. Silence those voices that ask you to be perfect. This is a space of compassion and hospitality. You do not have to be anything special to earn the love and care contained within this community. You do not have to be braver, smarter, stronger, better than you are in this moment to belong here with us. You only have to bring the gift of your body, no matter how able, your seeking and attentive mind, no matter how busy, your tender animal heart, no matter how broken. Bring your whole self, all that you are and all that you love to this hour. You are so very welcome here. So come, let us worship together. Welcome, welcome everyone to our Sunday worship in this beautiful old chapel, Great Hackman. It's really wonderful to be back here with summer school after four years away and continuing the tradition of our annual gatherings. It's 28 years since the first RE summer school here in 1995. In this morning's service, Louise Bamberg will be introducing our theme, Real Life, telling the truth of our lived experiences with the help the rest of the panel, myself, Nicola, and Rita Maria. So let's now, friends, take a moment to arrive, to settle ourselves, to prepare our hearts for worship. We've each chosen to take time out of our everyday lives to be here in Great Hutland. We've stepped away from the reality of our ordinary lives to be together. So friends, let's ground our Selves, centre ourselves as best we can. And you'll know how best to do that for yourselves. Maybe you want to wiggle and stretch or continuously put your feet on the floor or take a few deep breaths. We consecrate this hour and our presence and intention. And let's light our chalice now. 
This simple ritual connects us in solidarity with Unitarians the world over, and it reminds us of the proudly progressive religious tradition of which we are all part. By the lighting of this chalice, let us recall the nurturing light of God, which enthuses, unites, uplifts all creation. Let us celebrate the nurturing light of humanity in this bruised and aching world, which urges us to choose the paths of goodness, to seek our better selves. And let us celebrate, celebrate the nurturing light within each of us, which awakens deep in our being, illuminating all the possibilities of who and what we are yet to become. So now, friends, let's sing together our first hymn, number 43 in the Purple Hymnals, Gather the Spirit. And feel free to stand or sit as you prefer. Let's sing up, Gather the Spirit.
Legacy of Flight by Jane Rani Shetka. A well-known poet by Robert, poem by Robert Grace speaks of butterflies, their honest idiocy of flight, lurching here and there by guess and God and hope and hopelessness. Any number of quotations sound this way, and so, I think, do we, privately. Publicly, we speak the civilised language of human beings who have things under control. No idiocy, no lurching. The world sees that we function well and happily. Other people believe it, and even we begin to believe it. Life moves forward as always. Privately, though, we experience long stretches of turbulence and the occasional, occasional sudden downdraft. So many in our church feel alone when things go poorly at home, when they feel their age, whatever it is, or when they grieve. So many feel alone in their money worries or career problems. Awful life situations seem to set us apart from one another. Normal lives include these awful parts. They don't always show from the outside. It's hard to believe any other folks at coffee hour are feeling the same kinds of screaming pain or emptiness or entrapment or panic or precariousness or low-grade worry. Lives, even lives well-lived, don't stay in place for long. At least that's how it seems from the peculiar vantage point of the minister's study. It's a help, I think, to accept the idiocy of flight, the butterfly flight pattern so firmly implanted in the human mind and heart. Let the lurching, then, be no surprise. And know we're all up there flying every which way together. And so, friends, now let us move into an extended time for prayer. You might want to adjust your position, close your eyes, or soften your gaze. It might be a posture that helps you to feel more peaceful and more prayerful. Whatever works for you. Do whatever you need to get into the right body and state of mind. Let us be fully present. Now, here, in this sacred time and space, with ourselves, with each other, and with that which is both within us and beyond us. Spirit of life, God of all love, in whom we live and move and have our being, we turn our full attention to you, the light within and without, as we 
tune into the depths of this life and the greater wisdom to which and through which we are all intimately connected. Be with us now as we allow ourselves to drop into the silence and the stillness at the very centre of our being. We gather in reverence and thanks for you, ground of our being, source of all good, we are grateful for the gift of another breath and for each moment of connection, beauty and truth. Cry with us in our pain for the world, remind us that we are loved just as we are. Remind us that we are connected with all that is. Remind us that we do not journey alone. Give us what we need for today. Call us back to our promises, commitments and values. Help us to love, to love ourselves and each other and to show that love in our actions. Make us instruments of justice, equality and compassion. Free us from all that is evil. Keep us from wrong. Let us declare that life and love are stronger than tyranny and fear. That a world of beauty and love is coming. And we must shape it together. And in good moments, a few good moments of shared silence now, may we speak inwardly and deeply the prayers of our heart. prayers may be something in our own life, the life of the world that weighs heavy on us. Maybe we're feeling full of gratitude and feel moved to give thanks for our blessings. Let us each lift up whatever is on our heart this day and ask for what we need most this day.
Spirit of Life, God of all love, at this time of prayer, as it comes to a close, we offer up our joys and concerns, our hopes and our fears, our beauty and our brokenness. And we call on you for insight, healing and renewal. And we look forward now to the coming week. Help us to live well each day and to be our best selves using our unique gifts in the service of love, justice and peace. Amen. Now, let us sing again our next hymn, number 83, in your hymnals, just as long as I have breath. life could be counted on to be stable. It was my parents' fault. 
They carefully engineered my world to send just that message. My evening bedtime was the same. The bad lunch my mother packed every day was basically the same. The way my father did my hair every morning was one of two very predictable styles. Every day, without fail, there was someone in the queue outside school to pick me up. Things moved along with amazing certainty. A predictable life does a child good in many ways. It makes the world feel safe. It frees us up to concentrate on important things like schoolwork and figuring out who we are. Yet I've come to see that life, unlike the routines of my childhood, is not predictable. A few weeks ago, I found myself saying something I had said many times before. When this chapter, snag, transition is over, life will begin again. My husband chimed in from the corner of the room to say, haven't we been saying some version of that for five years now? <laughs> Indeed, we'd both realised perhaps we've been duped. Perhaps this is life. Perhaps change is life. Frustrations and snags are life. Maybe instead of being taught to expect stability and predictability, we should have been taught to expect chaos, or at least constant transitions and snags. We should have been told that turbulence in the air is the norm, not the exception. Keep your air sickness bags close, ladies and gentlemen. This ride will be shaky. The theologian, Sharon Welsh, was interviewing women managers a few years back, trying to find out what approach made some more successful, gave some more professional longevity. What she found was that women who survived and thrived in their jobs were the ones who didn't take chaos personally. The women who thrived were the ones who didn't think that they had failed when things went wrong at work. Instead, they were the ones who came to work asking, what will it be today? And then looked around to find out what it would be. Physics tells us that there is chaos in the cosmos, in every atom, in the wanderings of every electron. Why should our existence be any different? So here is the new philosophy, life philosophy or at least part of it. Expect, watch for, and embrace uncertainty. Dance with the madness of the cosmos, not against it. Leave your door open and your heart ready for anything. In this adult world, it may be the only way, not just to survive what is inevitable, but to thrive in the midst of it. We are moving into a time of meditation now. I'm going to share a poem by Lynn Engar titled The Past to take us into about three minutes of silence which will end with the sound of a bell. Then we'll hear some more music for meditation. So let's do what we need to do to get comfortable. 
Just your position if you like. Put your feet flat on the floor to ground yourself and close your eyes. Life, the same goes, is a journey. And who could argue with that? We've all experienced the surprising turns, the nearly Im impossible swamp, the meadow, of flowers that turned out to be not quite so blissful and benign as we first thought. The crest of the hill where the road smoothed out and sloped toward home. Our job, we say, is to remain faithful to the path before us. Which is an assumption as common as it is absurd. Really? Look ahead. What do you see? If there is a path marked out in front of you, it was almost certainly laid down for someone else. The path only unfolds behind us, our steps themselves laying down the road. You can look back and see the signposts the ones you followed and the ones you missed. But there are no markers for what lies ahead. You can tell the story of how you forded the stream or got lost on the shortcut that wasn't. How you tracked your way to, to courage or her heart. But all of that comes after the fact. There is no road ahead. There's only the walking. The tales we weave of our adventures and the songs we sing to call our companions on.
Thank you, Nick. That was so beautiful. One of my favourite pieces. How did you know? Lucky <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. I'm so happy to be here with you on this. We keep talking about first, the first full day of Hutt Place Other School 2023. I'm privileged to be sharing my thoughts with you today and every day as your theme speaker. Privileged and somewhat intimidated, to be honest. I look out at all you wise, lovely people and think, what can I say to you that you don't already know? Who am I to tell you what may already be obvious to you? Um, the theme of this year's summer school is real life, telling the truth of our lived experience. So I'm coming to you humbly as a real person, not a pretend person, a real person, <laughs> with my own lived experience, just as we are all real, with our own unique lived experiences. Jane and the Summer School panel have entrusted this part of the programme to me, and I hope that over the days my thoughts will provide food for thought for you all, and a jumping off point for your own ideas too. I warn you, I don't have all the answers, I don't even have all the questions. So today I'm going to talk about summer school and how our theme this year is completely integral to the ethos and values of summer school and how we are planning and hoping to live the theme, live the theme in community this week. So I first came to summer school about 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago. Um, when I was thinking of coming, my minister at the time said, it's very Tense. And you may have heard that a couple of times since you arrived. And I don't necessarily think she meant that in a good way, possibly trying to manage my expectations. But fortunately, I still came uh, with my two children and I had a great time. Yes, it was quite intense. But as a mum of two working part time, the fact that all the chores of shopping, cooking, clearing up and entertaining children were taken care of meant that I had time to listen, reflect and talk more than I ever could at home. As an aside, as I was writing this, I was thinking that putting banal considerations such as household chores in a theme talk or a service address is somehow inappropriate, not spiritual enough. <laughs> But surely this is what is encompassed in our theme. Household chores, everyday niggles and joys, stain removal, accessible toilets, to name just a couple of issues important to one, people who have periods, our messy eaters, or cricket parents. Why is cricket kit white? Who knows? And two, those unable to access regular toilets, they are real life. They are the truth of our lived experiences. Anyway, back to summer school. Now I think back, my first experience of summer school wasn't totally perfect. <laughs> On first arrival, I was somewhat shocked to be looked at and completely ignored by one of the other participants when I was wandering around a bit lost by the back door, which obviously I didn't even know it was the back door at that time. But also, at that first summer school, I found a community of overwhelmingly kind people. People who were thoughtful, people who were good listeners. It was a place where it felt safe to share and a place where I felt accepted. And actually where my children felt accepted as well, which almost felt as important, if not more so. And I hope that you are as super excited as I am to be back here at summer school 
four years since our last personal event. We may have mentioned that a couple of times. And if this is your first time at summer school, I hope you're excited too and not too apprehensive. What a lot has happened over the last four years, much of it hugely difficult. Looking back, it may be painful to think about that time, or you may feel it needs to be spoken about because we are in danger of forgetting. Speaking my own truth, very briefly, March 2020 onwards brought horribly stressful family issues, some of which have had long-term effects on, on myself and others close to me. People all over the world, and here in this room, of course, will have experienced illness, bereavement, poverty, loneliness, mental health issues, and other dark times, which may be continuing today. It can be really hard to speak those truths and hear those truths. And yet, others had different experiences. An acquaintance of mine had a lovely family time during the lockdowns. That was her truth. But boy, was it really hard for me to hear. <laughs> during the coming week, I will be speaking about the stories that we tell about our lives, our place in the world and how that impacts our stories and how our experiences and the people that we are can be invisible, misunderstood, marginalised or vilified. Then I will look at how we can make space for all of our stories to be heard, both in an ideal world, but also in the flawed reality in which we live. You might say, who am I as a white, cisgender, heterosexual, neurotypical, healthy, middle-class woman who has always been comfortably off and has secure citizenship to speak about those who are different, invisible, unheard? It's a great question, and one for, I, for which I only have a partial answer. Despite the fact that I am the one standing here, and for the next week speaking, what I say is only part of the work we will be doing together around the theme. As you hear what I say, this will resonate or spark your own thoughts, your own interpretations. You will think of your own stories. There will be a chance during the weekday morning services to note down prayerful responses to share. I'm also hoping that those watching live online, they're not live online today because of Wi-Fi problems, but they will be live online <laughs> on Monday to Friday. Hopefully they can participate too. There will be a question or two at the end of each weekday talk. Um, actually, I haven't done a question for the end of the weekday talk. I will, I will, I will work on questions <laughs> to, to mull over. And there, is discussion, there will be a discussion later in the day um, for people to come and bring their thoughts about the talks. Um, sorry, it's timetable stuff. Right, here we go. The work will continue in all the morning engagement groups, which today is in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Where activities will support you to explore your own truths. The way that we relate to each other in our engagement groups will, I hope, be an exemplar of an attitude and a space where we can be real where we can tell the truth of our lived experience and feel safe and heard. 
And I'd like to extend that to the whole of summer school. We have a chance this week to live in community and relate to each other, truly listening and hearing and feeling safe to share our truths. And so the theme talks are just one part of our week, which we will be co-creating together. You are all part of this co-creation. It's not all on me. Summer school always was a special community for a week. So now we, back, we are back in person, we will be continuing that tradition. I think we can take it further. We can try to be intentional, deliberate, in the way that we relate to each other in this precious space that we have. And each and every one of us has something to contribute. You may find that a little bit intimidating. I certainly do. We can all be annoying. I, I mean, I'm, speaking, I'm not saying you're all annoying. I'm saying I'm sure I can be annoying. And yeah, I think I'm just going to move on from that one. We can all be irritable. We can all be distracted. We can all be thoughtless. Living in fairly close quarters with other people can try our patience. We're, many of us are not used to living with other people at all or living with far smaller numbers of people. Sometimes we just don't have the energy to be nice. <laughs> I'm a realist. We will definitely fall short. We are human. Insensitive things will be said. But in the effort, in the trying, we will learn from both the times when we succeed and the times when we fall short. We will try to be gentle with each other, I hope. It sometimes feels like the world is getting harsher, more combative, more polarised, with less respect between people. I can't say for sure, because in some places, in some contexts, there is great improvement. But the bad things always get more exposure because of the shock value which drives clicks and advertising. But I do know there is lots of scary stuff out there. Lots of places where we can't feel safe to share the truth of our lived experience. We see people being torn down and we can't help them. We might be fearful of being real in case of hostile comments, either in person or online. And not just hostile comments. Out there in the real world, there are places where to be LGBTQ plus and be your authentic self means your life is threatened. There are places and situations where to be a person of colour means there is an additional unfair risk of harm when just going about the tasks of everyday living. So we try here to make a different world just for a week to show that the effort is worthwhile we know that we are in a privileged space with our meals provided and few domestic stresses yes i'm talking about cooking and washing up again <laughs> we have of course brought ourselves our whole selves and with us we've brought the stresses of our lives Worries. I know we put our tags in the box, but sometimes it's not as quite straightforward as that. We put our stresses, worries for the future, 
difficulties of the present, regrets from the past, we have brought our own prejudices with us, our insecurities, our sadnesses. Those people who are joining online and hopefully watching this recorded service may be sad that they are not able to be with us in person. But you, you, have a different challenge. Joining us in community, creating safe spaces and sharing your truth will be interspersed with the reality of life at home. You'll be able to see the commonalities, the contrast, the way your real life works with the way we are in summer school engagement groups. You also are fully part of our summer school community, part of what we are co-creating. You may have heard of Martin Buber, philosopher, existentialist, and nominee for the Nobel Literature and Peace Prizes. His writings on dialogue and relationships between people were particularly influential in the world of counselling and therapy, but also more widely. He writes, and I have changed his language so it speaks to us more universally, the basis of human life is twofold. And it is, one, the wish of every person to be confirmed as what they are, <coughs> even as what they can become by other people, and the innate capacity in humankind to confirm their fellow humans in this way. Actual humanity exists only where this capacity unfolds. I'm going to read that again because I think it's really profound. The basis of human life is twofold, and it is one, the wish of any pers every person to be confirmed as what they are, even as what they can become by other people, and the innate capacity in humankind to confirm their fellow humans in this way. Actual humanity exists only where this capacity unfolds. So can we just take a moment to look around this space at each other, fellow human beings who wish, like us, to be accepted as who they really are, to be heard and to be safe. This is the basis of respect, the basis of justice, the basis of peace, and we would love this to be the basis of summer school as well. Let us confirm our fellow humans as what they are and what they can be. That, let me start that one again, sorry. <laughs> Let us confirm our fellow humans as what they are and what they can become and let us be so confirmed. Are you with me? Yes. <laughs> We now have another hymn, which is number 79, In This Time on Earth We're Given.
what a what a song to draw our worship to a, a close to the tune of Ode to Joy. May the blessings of life be upon this congregation. May the memories that we gather here give us hope for the future. May the love that we share bring strength and joy to all of our hearts. And may the peace of this community be with us throughout the days to come. Bless you. Amen. Amen. So be it. Thank you.